snippets of timeless classics with ramblings on everything bookish, Ink and Quill connects you with literature, culture and writers in China and around the globe. Discovering literature and the following stories behind your favorite authors. This is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong. On July 28, 1976, a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck the sleeping Tangshan, a heavy industrial city in North China's Hebei province. Known as one of the deadliest seismic of the 20th century, the quake raised the whole city to the ground, killing more than 240,000 people and heavily injuring another 160,000. But what exactly happened on that night? What's the impact of this deadly earthquake? And most importantly, how did Tangshan and its people find strength in this devastating calamity? Upon the 40th anniversary of the Great Tangshan Earthquake, let's try to find these answers in today's program. By listening to the voices of those survivors and chroniclers, we delve into the meanings of life and death, resurrection, and the human spirit. It was July 27, 1976. In Tangshan, a city sitting in North China's Hebei province, the weather was sweltering and muggy. Even when the night fell, the heat was still almost unbearable. Yet after whole day's work, by midnight, most of the Tangshan dwellers were sleeping soundly on their beds. Only a few people stayed awake. Night shift nurse Li Hongyi was one of them. Because it was so hot inside, I walked outside to cool myself. I sat on a stone bench for a while. Around 3.20 a.m., he noticed something unusual. I stood up on the bench with my hands on hips. I looked up and wondered why the night sky is so bright. At 42 minutes past three, all hell broke loose. The earth arched up and then hurtled down like waves. I called out, goodness, earth! I hadn't finished the word earthquake yet, and then the building collapsed. For about five seconds, it was a dead silence. After five seconds, I heard people screaming for help. I used my right hand to move all the bricks that fell on my body. Accidentally, I touched the top of my head. The ceiling was right beside my head. The earthquake was so strong that even in Beijing, the capital city, sitting over 200 kilometers away from Tangshan, people felt the shock. Ragnar Baldesson was a foreign student at the Beijing Language Institute around that time. Suddenly, you know, somewhere between being a half awake or half asleep, then everything started shaking and there was this noise. My first reaction or first uh, thought was that there's a nuclear attack from the Soviet Union. And I hadn't really realized how tense this situation had been until when I thought about it afterwards. And then when I was uh, still alive, a couple of seconds later, then I realized, okay, now this is just an earthquake. But 
it was not a low magnitude earthquake that he used to experience in his home country Iceland. Though the nightmare in Tangshan only lasted for 23 seconds, the earthquake unleashed a destructive force that was 400 times greater than the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima during the Second World War. In this city with a population of nearly one million, almost a quarter of its inhabitants died, while more than 160,000 people were severely wounded in this nightmare of pure horror. Help and rescue were sent right away from places all over the country. At that time, Qian Gang was an officer of cultural affairs with the People's Liberation Army based in Shanghai. Appointed by a local magazine, he arrived in Tangshan with the Shanghai medical team. The scene was traumatizing for the then 23-year-old young man. In fact, I got there a week after the earthquake. What I saw was so appalling. Almost every street and building in Tangshan was beyond recognition. The smell of dead bodies filled the air, which was very strong and pungent. Staying in the post-seismic Tangshan for over two months, Chen spent half of his time assisting the medical team, another half in the company of Jiang Yichao, a note friend of his parents. As the then director of Tangshan's Civil Affairs Bureau, Jiang was in charge of disaster relief. Even now, Chen still remembers the day when he and other social workers were entrusted by Jiang to escort children who lost their families to orphanages in other cities. Most of the children came from the surrounding countryside of Tangshan. They had never left home, not to mention traveled by train. On the surface, they played and teased each other. They even appear to be quite excited for this train trip. But if you spend time with those kids, you would notice they hide their feelings and the pain of losing loved ones deep inside. They were very dependent on adults. The closer to the destination, the more glued they were to us. I didn't have the heart to part with those children. But Uncle Zhang ushered me to leave before the kids noticed. Otherwise, bidding farewell would be too painful and emotional for their vulnerable minds. So I left the platform without saying goodbye. It was very, very heart-wrenching. But Chen didn't tell the stories of those survivors until the mid-1980s. In the 1980s, the society has become more liberal. Human condition became the essence of literature. So when I was asked to write something about the Tangshan earthquake, the core of my writing became those Tangshan citizens who suffered during the disaster. Eight years after the earthquake, Chen Gang went back to Tangshan. Inspired by Jack London's San Francisco stories and John Hersey's Hiroshima, the budding journalist acted as an investigative journalist to explore the ins and outs of one of the most devastating earthquakes in recorded history. By tracing down and talking to witnesses, survivors and government officials, Chen picked up the jigsaws and pieced together a panorama of this calamitous incident in his celebrated non-fiction, The Great China Earthquake or Tangshan Da Di Zhen in Chinese. Following his sober, collected, yet humane words, we are exposed to those 
heartbroken moment, when mother died trying to protect her baby, and cries for help from those who were trapped gradually faded out under the ruins. At the same time, we also learn the strength of human volition and spirits, like how five miners miraculously survived for fifteen days under the collapsed colliery, and a young couple supported each other in utter darkness. For the author himself, no detail is too small. 由于带着这样一种好奇呢，在挖掘的过程中去涉及了很多就是不常见的这些生活场面。My curiosity drove me to probe into some unfamiliar places, such as detention house, asylum, and the area where deaf mute people lived. I call these places another world in my book, because we don't often hear about them in our daily lives. In a way, details could correct preconceived ideas. People's responses towards the earthquake are beyond imagination. Flipping through the pages, the sparks of humanity are fleshed out. As Chen Gang meticulously documents those soul-searching moments, such as how soldiers risked their own lives to secure the dam, while inmates and prison guards supported one and another, but the writer does not shy away from the ugliness of human nature. Stating all-out honesty, he also depicts the rapacious lootings after the disaster. 接受我采访的很多唐山人其实也想回避这一点。Some of my interviewees tried to avoid this topic. They told me not to mention it. But these incidents are sheer facts, which reveal another side of life. Since its publication in 1986, Chen Gang's documentary-like book, *The Great China Earthquake* or *Tangshan Da Di Zhen* in Chinese, has become a national sensation. The work is not only made into an audio book, but was also introduced as a master read in the schools of Hong Kong, held by some as the most authentic writing for the Tangshan earthquake. This nonfiction has been reprinted for three times and translated into several foreign languages. But for author Chen Gang, his endeavor did not stop right there. Retired from the army in the early 1990s. He joined the China Earthquake Administration and co-founded the newspaper China Disaster Reduction Paper. A few years later, he co-edited a tome that chronicles the 100 deadliest natural disasters in China during the 20th century. Human is adept at forgetting rather than memorizing. In other words, we have selective memory. We are not good at memorizing the whole picture of the historical truth. That's why we documented the greatest natural disasters in the 20th century. I think what we did is meaningful to the future generations. From a practical perspective, it will help us to reduce the damage that disasters bring. As a reporter, I am duty bound to note down history. In the appendix of his book, Chen Gang wrote. That the reason why disaster is so powerful is due to the ability to overwhelm the human spirit. It lets humankind build a self-imposed prison, and even drives us to self-destruction. As long as we are born into this world, we have to accept the capriciousness of this planet. This is our fate. But don't be afraid. Because our spirit could surmount any adversity.
You are listening to a special edition of Ink and Quill. I'm your host Yang Yong. It has been 40 years since a 7.8 magnitude earthquake hit Tangshan, a heavy industrial hub in North China's Hebei Province. In one of the deadliest earthquakes of the last century, the whole city was razed to the ground and nearly a quarter million lives perished. However, unlike Pompeii of ancient Rome, Tangshan wasn't obliterated throughout time. Forty years after the catastrophic quake, this once devastated city has risen like a phoenix from the ashes. Now serving as the home to over seven million people, Tangshan has been transformed into a bustling metropolis. Roads and high rises could be rebuilt. But could the wound in one's heart be healed and repaired as fast as those buildings? To find out the answer, let's go to Zhang Wan as she introduces the novel Aftershock, or in Chinese, Yu Zhen. Currently living in Toronto, Zhang Ling is one of the most prominent overseas Chinese novelists of our time. From the historical saga Gold Mountain Blues, or Jinshan in Chinese, to the award-winning fiction Contractions, or in Chinese Zhentong, many of her works are set in southern China. Yet in 2006, this prolific writer took a shocking turn by publishing a novel that is set in northern China. The release of the book was a surprise to both her readers and the author herself, since the story begins with the deadly Tangshan earthquake. In which Zhang has no first-hand experience. I would say it was quite by accident that I grew interested in the topic. You know, I was born and raised in the southern part of China, and in 1976, when the earthquake struck,、uh, I was a teenage girl working in a factory as a machine operator. And at that time, I had never traveled outside my home province, letting alone Tangshan, which to me is like thousands and thousands of miles away. But like the old saying says, "Never say never." I would remember that day. That day was July twenty ninth, two thousand and six. And that day, I was in Beijing International Airport waiting for my flight to get back to Toronto. And it was raining all day long, and all the flights pretty much were canceled, either canceled or delayed. You know, out of pure boredom, I didn't know how to kill time, so I just walk into the bookstore. I was quite shocked to find almost every corner of the bookstore was filled with books or memoirs of Tangshan earthquake. Then it all of a sudden dawned on me it was about the the 30th anniversary of the earthquake. The late blooming interest fueled Zhang's curiosity and promoted her to conduct extensive research. Since the writer's understanding about the Tangshan earthquake around that time was still limited. Among all her readings, the heart-wrenching tales about those surviving children touched her the most, since many of them were orphaned after the deadly earthquake. And they not only lost their loved ones, but also they lost the best part of their childhood memories. Tangshan earthquake happened in 1976. That's the tail end of the Cultural Revolution. This was a period when everyone, including me, Uh, was made to believe that man for sure could conquer nature, and stoicism was pretty much the only way to deal with losses. So those 
children have not been given a chance to grieve openly. You know, they they didn't have that opportunity. As a result, they have carried their emotional scars all the way through to their adult life. So, in my book, I want to look for the tears that have not been shed, and the pain that has not been dealt with. And here you go, you got the title aftershock. That is about the traumatic effect of the disaster, and that has outlived much, much longer than the disaster itself. However, instead of pouring down the depressing, calamitous experiences of many families, the novel Aftershock, or Yuzhen in Chinese, solely focuses on one family, an average family of four with parents and their seven-year-old twins. When the grave earthquake leveled the city, the father died, and both kids were trapped under the opposite end of a concrete slab. To lift the slab to save one child, another child would be crushed to death. Caught in this catch-22 dilemma, the mother was forced to make the cruel and agonizing decision in haste. Just like the main character in the movie, Sophie's choice, she chose the boy over the girl. Then the tragedy began. Girl Xiao Deng was left for dead, but miraculously saved by pouring rain,、uh, which kind of washed away the dust gathered in her、uh, nostrils, so that she could breathe again. When she survived, she just naturally felt betrayed. You know, not only by her mother, but also by her brother. This disaster had completely altered her belief system, and she couldn't believe now anybody who appeared、uh, to be nice to her would stick around for very long. You know, and she couldn't believe that anything that happens or appeared to be good would ever last. Switching between two different timelines, one set in the past, while another following the daughter Xiao Deng's adult life in Canada, the novel provides a magnifier to probe into the mindset of survivors. Just like the title of the book, Aftershock suggests, though Xiao Deng's physical scars have long been healed, the crack of the earth, the wailing sound of victims, still haunts and rising in the girl's ears. With her childhood and trust for others shattered by the earthquake, we witness how our anguished protagonist unleashes her anxiety, insecurity, and anger, which eventually results in her heart-breaking alienation with basically everyone who appears in her life. Coming to the first half of the novel, some readers may blame the mother Li Yuanni as she abandoned her own child in such extreme circumstances. Yet, as the story goes on, it's so hard not to sympathize with her as well, since the living has to carry the burden for the dead. In those situations, I would think death seemed to be a much easier way out. But as a mother, she didn't die, and she couldn't die because her child depended on her. So she just had to bear the much harder task of living and suffering the burden of guilt for the rest of her life. She did what she could to live through the disaster and bring up her、uh, surviving son single-handedly, and with very little help from anybody else. And she was a, a brave and a proud woman, and, and she did not have time for self-pity. So, in that respect, I would say I have a lot of sympathy and respect for this character. The author Zhang Ling admits that by the end of her writing, she couldn't help herself by giving the story a slightly brighter note. So, in the story, after 30 years of painful struggle, Xiao Deng finally decides to go back to Tangshan and look for her birth mother. 
But does our protagonist find the closure and peace she needs? To this day, I just can't be sure that she would actually be brave enough to face her mother, or rather, to face the ghost of her past. So that's why the story has an open end. Yeah, it's a very difficult thing for anybody to say "I forgive you" lightly. If we happen to be in Xiao Deng's shoes, I don't know. I really don't have an answer for you. However, in the book's 2010 film adaptation, Chinese director Feng Xiaogang provided the seemingly satisfactory answer that people crave for. Wiping out some of the most harrowing moments from the novel, the namesake movie is a tearjerker. That features emotional family reunion and a bittersweet happy ending. As we close the book and leave the cinema in tears, we're amazed by the resilience and strength of humanity. Yet at the same time, more questions pop up, such as how should we deal with the pain and how to handle the aftershock of the mind. Having worked as the clinical audiologist for many years and encountered patients suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder, Zhang provides her opinion. Oftentimes, the psychological impact would outlive the trauma itself for many, many years to come. So I, I really don't have a cure for it. But there are things we can do to ease the pain. For example, we can definitely promote public awareness of the、uh, psychological impact of the trauma, and we can become a part of the support system for people in pain. And we can be a good listener, and we can encourage people to open up and talk about it and things like that. You know. However, I would still think the ultimate healer is time. Time does heal. Today, the one flattened Tangshan rises again. Larger and far more prosperous than ever before, order is restored and people's lives are back to normal. It's hard for outsiders to believe that the city once went through such great catastrophe 40 years ago, but for those survivors, memories never fade. Every July, people come to the Memorial Wall in southern Tangshan to commemorate the 240,000 lives that perished. My mom always gets emotional about how fast Tangshan has changed. She was an earthquake orphan. There was no one she could rely on. But now life gets better, so she wants us to engrave the disaster, remember our lost loved ones. Many people got hurt during the earthquake, but they didn't leave the city. They make Tangshan the city you have seen today. There used to be no tomb, so we burnt the paper offerings by the intersection. Now I find my family's names on the wall, which makes me feel like they are standing in front of me. We are both survivors and soldiers. Besides preserving the memory for ourselves, we have the responsibility to pass it down to the future generations. Thank you, Zhang Wan, for introducing us to the novel *Aftershock*. Let's engrave that date, July twenty-eighth, nineteen seventy-six. But just like the author of *The Great China Earthquake*, Chen Gang once reminded us, we shouldn't lament for the sake of the anniversaries to offer cheap sympathy. Let's remember those people, remember them for their strength, weakness, 
resilience and struggle. 天灾就是天灾，我们所说的是灾害和人的关系。We are looking at the relation between natural disaster and human being. The human condition should be the key concern. During the Tangshan earthquake, 240,000 people died, and 160,000 were seriously injured. Countless families were destroyed. Countless tragedies occurred. As human, we should always care for our own kind instead of seasonally consuming their misfortunes. That is the end of today's Ink and Quill. Don't forget that there are always more interesting happenings in the literary world. To learn more about us, you are always welcome to follow our Facebook account, China Plus. Thank you for listening. I'm Yang Yong. Goodbye.